0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Black Hole Radio presents Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness
2: <B-8-4-C-B-8-4-3> with your hosts,
1: Rudolph Muhammad the and Yusuf, Yusuf Muhammad. The fast number, fast number, fast
0: number, fast. People get ready
1: There's a train of a- coming You don't
0: need no baggage You just get on board. Face. To hear the divas calling Don't need no tickets
1: You just thank hang the, the
0: Lord So we get ready
1: For the train to join
3: on the door.
2: of disaster awareness for community preparedness, beginning all things in the name of the one God, the one to whom all praise is due, known by many different names. We're talking about the architect of the universe, the creator of the heavens and the earth and all that is in between. Certainly being a student of the life-giving, life-saving teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. Under the divine leadership and guidance of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, it gives me great pleasure to greet you with greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaykum. And for those who do... Thank you, Brother Rudolph. Those words in the language of our ancestors simply mean, peace be unto you. And as Brother Rudolph said, Walaikum salam, unto you be peace is the return greeting. And you may or may not know that that is also a prayer, offering a prayer to those who receive it, and the reply is for those who gave it, for those who gave it back. We offer the same to you as well. Well, again, once again, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure, Brother Youssef Muhammad, to be your co-host this week on another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. As you know, we want you to become self-reliant in taking appropriate action in response to any emergency because what? As Hezekiah Walker was saying, we need you to survive. This program promotes public awareness and engages in public outreach, to inform, to educate, and to train all people into how to best prepare for, respond to, and recover from all emergencies. Our objective is to ensure that everyone has a reasonable working knowledge of disaster preparedness and to help you to determine the best choices in any emergency response to avert danger and to save lives. Our vision is that each individual citizen including every capable man, woman, and child, stand their personal responsibility, and let me make it personal, understand my personal responsibility and my families for the safety of themselves, our nuclear and extended families, our neighbors, and the overall well-being of the larger community. So, again, brothers and sisters, it gives me great pleasure to welcome you, share with you what we promote, our objective and our vision, as I hand the microphone over to our more than capable co-host, Brother Rudolph P. Muhammad, who will take us further into the program. Brother Rudolph?
4: Yes, sir. Thank you, Brother Yusuf. And I shall follow suit, beginning all things, in the name of the one God that one who is responsible for all that is, was, and ever will be, the grand architect of the universe, the all-in-all, the I am that I am, the Alpha and the Omega. We thank Allah for appearing to us in the person of Master Farz Muhammad. And we thank him for traveling 9,000 miles to seek and save you and I, who were hopelessly lost, displaced, and counted out, here in the shores of North America, but he came to this very geographic location where I am right now, called Black Bottoms, Detroit, and he found one area that he could give a weighty word to. He found some some good soil, some good black soil that he could deposit a seed into, and he nurtured that seed. As a loving mother nurtures a brand-new baby, he watered it. He kept it warm, and after a period of time, it began to germinate, and then it sent a shoot down, and after it sent the shoot down, then came the tree that shot up from it. But it was firmly rooted in the ground, gaining the necessary nutrition and and nutrients that it needed to grow and to flourish. And that tree that I'm talking about, yes, the name on that tree is the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And from that tree came, oh, my God, what came from that tree? most most importantly right now is the his apostle well we call him that the leader we call him that the uh um inestimable gift to the world we call him that because we don't have the vocabulary to properly give Call him what he really is, but we're talking about none other than the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the most perfect example of submission to the will of God, the most perfect example of a hu- of a person in human form who has completely submitted their will to do the will of God, and you see him walking the earth. In humility, however, he is the heavyweight champion of the world. Make no mistake about that because he alone speaks truth to power regardless to whom or what. He does not carry as much of a, as a penknife, nor the brothers that are around him. Yet, those that are around understand his power. So in those three great names, the most, the, the, the Master Farad Mohammed, the most honorable Elijah Mohammed, and the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, I greet you, the listeners of this show today, Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, in the green words of peace and paradise of Assalamu Alaikum.
2: we Salaam,
4: Thank you, Brother Yusuf. Before I go any further, I want to get this out of the way now, Brother Yusuf, because, you know, um, the snow on the roof kind of causes me to forget uh, my thoughts every now and then if I don't say them as soon as they come to my mind. So I want to take this time right now to thank our engineering staff, Brother Forrest, his lovely wife, sister Yvette, their children, of course, Brother Jason, you know, for preparing these airwaves for us brother yusuf to be able to come on every week when we do and speak to those who are tuned in and give the information that we give and then of course to my brother brother yusuf you know and his lovely wife and his family who allow him the space and the time to come on to the show every week and to do the research that he does and to go and come as he has to to do the various things in the community that he does in order to bring a healing to those that he is in tune with. So I thank him for allowing me to be his little brother and to be his co host on this show every week and for putting up with my antics. But you know who I am, brother, I am who I am, and I make no mis- no no apologies for what I am. I am just a gangster for God, brother. I am a crackhead for Christ, brother, a maniac for Muhammad, and I am just trying to spread the truth as I know it to be, the voice of one crying out in the projects. Let's go. Get ready because it's here. Brother Yusuf?
2: Yes, sir, Brother Rudolph. Thank you, Brother, for that warm welcome, and uh, we pray you and your family, your wonderful wife, Sister Acia, and your children are doing well up there with the snow on your roof, which just reminds me, brothers and sisters, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan once, and I quote, said these words, Those who are scripturally prepared know that it is prophesied that we would be living in a time of wars and rumors of war. Pestilence, famine, earthquakes in diverse places. We are witnessing terrifying disasters afflicting the peoples of the world, and those disasters are now afflicting the United States of America. Believing that those prophecies will be fulfilled, it is our duty to learn as much as we can on disaster preparedness and do all we can to prepare the American people and our people in particular for coming disasters, quote, unquote, from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And so, brothers and sisters, you know, if you're just watching mainstream media, you can take your pick of the disasters and the calamities that are happening in the United States and around the world. But if you're just using mainstream media as your source of supply, your point of reference, then you're you're really held in the darkness and you become a victim of certain propaganda. As everybody knows, that the pandemic is real. As we ended our show last week, and shout out to Sister Leray Muhammad, who was our special guest last week, who did a wonderful job. That's right bringing before us uh, the solutions or things we should consider relative to the calamities that are going on in the black community and throughout the world as it relates to mental health. Uh, And, you know, of course, this program is a solutions-based program. So she gave us many things to consider and many things to ponder. So we thank Sister LaRae again for being our guest last week, and we pray she's doing well this week as she continues her ministry and getting the word out to our people of what we need to be doing. You know, in yes, fact, yes. Brother Rudolph, I got a call from a brother. A couple of things transpired since last week. Uh, one, on that note, from a brother, friend of mine in Westchester, was telling me his son was going through a chemical imbalance. And uh though, you know, he lived in Westchester and he raised his children there, his son just wanted to get away from it all. And ended up yep. in Los Angeles. And uh he just was sharing with me, knowing that, you know, my son had been challenged, may Allah be pleased with Deion Jamal. Uh he wanted to know some things relative from a parent, a father and and uh and and a mother you know, how we handle certain situations, you know. So it was good that Sister Leray had come on last week because it gave me an opportunity to share with him not only our personal experience, but some of the things Sister Leray was giving us to give community to consider. Um, Again, brothers and sisters, you can call in here if you want to get into the studio at 563 999-3089. Nine 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 three zero eight nine. Again, it's five six three nine 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 three zero eight nine. Or you can log on to Blog Talk Radio forward slash Black Hole Radio. Hole spelled W H O L E dot com forward slash Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. And not only that, Brother Rudolph, I'm out in the block soldiering. And what's brother's name that you said was your brother? Listen, yes,
4: my brother yeah. pal, He called me and told me. He told me yes. <laughs> he, he rolled up on you. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: On Military Highway.
2: <laughs> Correct. And, and you know, just show you how small the world is. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, brother called me over. He didn't know me from a can of paint, but of course, I, you know, humbly offered, giving him the opportunity to uh, receive a final call newspaper. And he said, brother, you sound like the brother on the radio show. And I gave him the final call on the light changed, so he had to pull up. I said, yeah, I'm the one. And I said, wow, I <laughs> Brother Rudolph. Yeah, he pulled me right away. <laughs> so, so I'm going I'm to follow up with the call, so just show you how small the world is. And then yeah, hey, a younger sister rolled up on me, and, um, you know, she got a final call from me. And then as the light changed, she pulled up, she, she said, um, uh, she said, you know, I was raised a Muslim. Pulled off. I said, well, you're still a Muslim, you know. So
0: right.
2: I saw her today. And I said, sister, what's your name? And she told me. I said, um, yeah, I, I remember you pulled off and said I was raised a Muslim, as if you weren't one now. I said, you're still a Muslim? So she said, you know, I was raised in New York, Muhammad Miles number seven. I was like, get wow. out of here, for real. So I let her talk. Wow. I said, I'm from New York too, number seven. So she said, Well, you you probably know my parents. My mother used to do the bean pies. So you know, quite a few sisters do bean pies. So I said, Well, uh, who's your mother? What's her name? So she said, Sister Nancy. I said, Okay. Oh. It didn't it didn't it kind of vaguely rang a bell, but then she said, My father is brother Eric, the state trooper. I said, right. What? <laughs> I said, my to right. my man. You know what I mean? So, And she had to pull off because the light changed, but, you know, now she knows she has an uncle here that she didn't know she had, you know. So, right. inshallah, right. I'll see her again between That's her right. and seeing your brother, you know, within this week. It was just such a beautiful thing. It shows you how small the world is. And shows yes, you sir. how the creator brings people around you. You don't even have a clue, right? So, praise <laughs> be for Praise be to Allah. But back to uh the matter at hand, and that was the matter at hand. We're just talking about how small the world is and everybody's going through something. You see? In fact the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said that if you can go somewhere and not encounter or experience struggle, when you get back from where you were, let us know where you were. Because there's nowhere <laughs> you can go, brothers and sisters. <laughs> that you won't encounter or experience some kind of struggle. And particularly when you talk about disaster awareness for community preparedness, this is about community involvement, community investment, and community relations, you know, risk reduction, right? We need each other to get us through whatever it is we're experiencing. So whether it's mental health, if you're on the West Coast, I heard the report yesterday that, uh, uh, interviewed a firefighting official because they got wildfires going out there now and uh, his reply was this. It used to be when we could identify wildfire season. He said, but wildfire season is year-round now. <clears throat> okay. Yes, sir. Bro- Brother he Rudolph can. has snow on his roof. You see, so the extreme weather is happening all over And all of us are going to get impacted if you're not impacted now. As Brother Rudolph and I say, remember the trailers in the movie theaters where it (laughs) says this movie is coming to a city uh, to you, coming soon to a city near you? Look, we all going through an experience in extreme weather. And if, in fact, it's not happening where you're living right now or residing, It's impacting areas that's impacting our activities of people and their living. What do you mean by that, Brother Youssef? I'm glad you asked me that question. When you talk about activities of daily living, we're talking about systems of things. So when you talk about disasters, you're talking about calamities, you're talking about it affecting our education, our economics, our entertainment, our labor, our law, our politics, our religion, our sex, and our war. Not that we're in war, but, yeah, we're warring. (laughs) Not against (laughs) special blood, but we're doing that, too. We're warring just for the salvation of our sanity. We still want freedom, justice, and equality and still don't have it. You see? So we're worried, but it starts with self. So I just wanted to lay that base and share that experience, Brother Rudolph, because it's so much we can get to and Lord willing we'll get to as we're at 421 p.m. moving towards. But we encourage our listening audience to call in and share with us what's going on with you. Not necessarily, I mean, of course, lay the base as to what you're experiencing, but Brother Rudolph and I will do our best to offer solutions for whatever it is you're going through, brother Rudolph. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother Yusuf. Yes, yeah, my brother. He
4: called me. He was so hyped. He was so hyped had we <laughs> and, and drove away. He said, "I'm trying to get back over there in the lane so I could circle back around, but the traffic won't let me." You know, and, and yeah, well, yeah. living down there and understanding how military highway flows, I understood. I thought right, yeah, right. I told him that's just Allah letting you know that, you know, he's that
2: close to you. So no excuse. No excuse. Right last week. Didn't you send me his number? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got it. So I'm going to reach out to him, you know,
4: but
2: I didn't I I didn't get a chance to call him. And then when he said, brother, you sound like the brother on the radio program. I said, that was me. (laughs) 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 Yeah, beautiful, beautiful.
4: This is beautiful, man. It's a beautiful thing to be able to, even in a time like we're in now, to be able to laugh um, a little at some of the things because, you know, we need that laughter. Laughter is a great medicine for stress um, because we're all being stressed out over different things that are going on. But, if you do not find ways to alleviate that stress, it will definitely overtake you, and then you will be a victim to a lot of things. And in this day and time, we must guard our health, our mental health, as well as our physical health. We must fight to keep our sanity. We must fight to keep our health in check because we are being there's an onslaught against us, not just physically, but mentally. And so as we realize COVID-19 and the quarantine and the, uh, 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 you know, the change shift in the paradigm of the normal day-to-day activity of the people, um, some people, because now they're completely cut off, from their sphere of social activities that they used to, uh, you know, I, I hear Gil Scott Heron playing in my head. You know where where these people at? Living in the bottle. Mm. Alcoholism has jumped up and rose again uh, across all age groups. Drug use, illegal drugs, prescription drugs people doing anything they can to get high in this day and time, thinking that that's going to uh, uh, ease the pain of reality. None of that is going to ease the pain of reality. The only thing that you can do to ease the pain of reality is to pray, to bow down to your creator and talk to your creator. Look, if you bought a brand new or even a slightly used Mercedes-Benz, Lexus, BMW, and something went wrong with the car, do you take that luxury vehicle to Pookie on the corner over there and ask them to fix it? Or do you go to the owner's manual to see what it is and then go to a dealer that specializes in that to get your vehicle fixed. I mean, there are people who will go to Pookie on the corner and then be mad when Pookie messed up their car and want to kill Pookie, but it was your fault. If something happens to the vehicle, contact the owner's manual for that vehicle, and it will direct you where you need to go to fix the problem. Well, this luxury vehicle that we are given to operate while we're on this earthly plane, it's the same principle. We have an owner's manual that we can go to that we can look up in the table of contents to find out what chapter we need to be reading and to figure out how we can help ourselves with these various problems that we're in. But they all point you right back to the same thing. Prayer. First. Mm Prayer. Then after you finish praying, get up and go do something. It doesn't say pray and, and then wait. No. After you pray, then get up and go do something to help change your condition. And three of the best pieces of advice that I could give Anybody is after you pray, then what you need to do is you need to stop for a minute and you need to do a critical analysis of what the problem is. Well, what is the problem? What are you trying to do and what do you think the solution is? What resources do you need? So, And you're going to have to do like we always say, Brother Yusuf, you're going to have to make a plan. And you're going to have to write that plan down. See, we've gotten so high tech that people think that, you know, pen and paper is not, uh, it's obsolete now. Man, if I had a child in school right now and they had to do a current event uh, uh, um, project for school, Brother Yusuf, I would get them a a sheet of loose leaf paper and a pencil, and tape it to a backboard, and put it on, you know, one of them cardboard uh, presentation boards, and I'd put a a, a sheet of plastic over it, and I would write on the top of it. Break glass in case of emergency, and that would be his (laughs) whole project. Go ahead. your whole project right there. And a lot of people that will go over their head, but the simple part, the simple part to that is back to the basics. I don't care how polluting you get with your technology and ideas, you're going to have to one day come back to the basics. Well, the basics are write down your plan so somebody can mm-hmm. read it and you need to read
0: it,
4: and then study or rehearse your plan and make sure everybody that's involved in that plan knows what the plan is. And if if you do that, then you're on the road to maybe having a successful outcome to whatever your situation is. So I just figure I just throw that out there for those that's listening. You know, you don't have to listen to Brother Rudolph. You know, I'm just a village idiot. I'm just sitting here on the corner like like the, the old spiritual. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody that can save anybody. That's go ahead, go ahead.
2: What a way to close that first half hour as we're at 429 going into our second half hour. Well, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, we're really talking about practical steps for self-care, whether it's the mental health, as Sister LeRae talked about last week. I'll share with you some of the solutions to consider. You know, where do people go? As Brother Rudolph said, what is the problem? We have to do a critical analysis and then make a plan. Well, the first thing she said to do was to get a physical, a complete physical from your position or your health care provider. He says. be cognizant of the food that we eat. And we know many of the urban areas, the inner cities, the hoods, the ghettos of America are also called food deserts, where it takes about five miles to get to a supermarket, because just logistically there are no supermarkets per se in the hood. And we know that even many of the manufacturers of food and food-like products, they send their worst food and food-like products to those particular zip codes. We do know that, and um, so we need to be cognizant, as Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us in How to Eat to Live, Volume 1 and Volume 2, of the foods we eat and when to eat them. And then in that physical, you know, particularly as you get older, you might want to look into uh, B12 as a vitamin, because many of our people are deficient in that particular vitamin as well as others, or nutrient as well as others. Daily implementation could be, get outside more. Let the sun kiss you. It's 93 million miles away from the sun, but... The earth is, but get outside more. Get some fresh air. Get some oxygen so that you can think better. And then when you think better, do proper exercise. You can do exercise just sitting down, stretching your arms, stretching your legs, stretching your back. You know, she also encouraged us to watch TV less, watch less. (laughs) Tell-I-Vision, <laughs> So that's mental swine. That's a slow deterioration of the mind. You want to do things that's going to have a positive impact on your brain because everything else that's happening in this world is like forced blunt trauma or blunt force trauma. It's beating us upside the head, and some of us realize it. Some of us realize it too late and some of us don't even realize it. I remember when Minister Malcolm X was the national spokesperson of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, he used the analogy of going to a dentist's office and you being shot with a particular anesthesia. The yes, pain of the doctor drilling all in your mouth creating that natural pain, a drill in your mouth, time in the 60s, your mouth bleeding, but you don't feel nothing. You think everything's all right. You don't see what the dentist sees, right? And that's what's going on with our people. We learn a little bit too late. We know something's going on, but this, this world is both subtle, covert and overt, in terms of really wanting to see us dead. And so that's, that's the awareness for community preparedness. You know, Brother Rudolph, the first final call ever published by the nation, and you might as well say the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan because he wrote it cover to cover. It was entitled, The Ultimate Challenge, The Survival of the Black Nation. And I know you say, you know, Disaster has no, does not discriminate, and you're right. But when you talk about our community, a nation within a nation, it's even worse. How they say when 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 when, when Caucasians catch a cold, we catch pneumonia. That's just one thing. <laughs> you understand? So we we we're, we're, we're back to solutions of identifying what is the problem, making a plan, and doing it with critical analysis. I mean, we can get into what's in the news right now, and whether it's national news or international news. When you think about being right there, Brother Rudolph, I get, what's that called? Ambassador Bridge. Where oh, yes, sir. Are right here. Down the commerce coming into the United States, and if it's food that's coming into the United States from that area, then what are we going to do? We're going to rely, have you noticed, the shelves in wherever you shop are more scarce now than ever before? Right. Are we going to grow our own food? I mean, you don't need acres to start putting a seed in the earth and to start somewhere. Because if we're not using practical steps for self-care, then we don't have anybody to look to but ourselves. Uh, when In the final analysis, when it's time for food, clothing, and shelter, you know, how they used to say, Brother Rudolph, black people are the only people in the world who buy what they want and beg for what they need. Right, right. Well, uh, you know that that day is kind of over now because everybody is hard on the boulevard for everybody right now. So we better start doing it for self because uh, the latest news report I, I I read about what's going on there at the Ambassador Bridge. A trucker said the protests, It will only get worse. The protest now hurt the auto plants in North America. On the other side, Ontario is declaring a state of emergency, threatening fines and jail time to end the blockade, but apparently those those truckers don't care because I think they got three different blockades going on right now. So At least I mean brother Yeah, 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 and I know it's not grammatically correct, particularly as a co host I should always represent my best self, but what are we gonna do? What are we going to do? Stored food away, your navy beans, your whole wheat flour, your vegetables in a glass jar. Have we stored food away? Brown rice, dry milk. Do we have sternos to cook? Can, it's, it's coming to that. If you don't know, well, now you know. You have your yeast, your kerosene lamp, your dry towelette, your extra blankets. Mouthwash, and mouthwash is one of the COVID-19 antiviral and antiseptics prevention and treatments. Do we mm-hmm. have these things? We can get into that later, but that's critically important. Don't wait for President Biden to do a State of the Union address on March 1st. That's a long ways away. I know you think, well, three weeks ain't really a long ways away. Well, I hope you You tune in to NOI.org on February 27th the crowning event of Black History Month to hear the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's swan swan song as he's entitling it because that will give you a clearer understanding of why just the other day, uh, if not earlier today, it might have been yesterday, Brother Rudolph, the F.D.A., delayed a decision on expanding authorization of Pfizer's COVID vaccine to children under five, saying it needs more time to consider additional data. What the heaven is going on? You better tune in on February 27th. I'm telling you, NOI.org, because when you talk about disaster awareness for community preparedness, we humbly say that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is like the eyewitness news in advance. And the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, his teacher before him, when he wrote the book, The Fall of America, I know we still don't want to consider that America is falling. Just like Babylon, is falling, it's falling. She's become a habitation of devils. I'm telling you, When you look at your news and see inflation has increased 7.5% in the past year, that's more than in the past 40 years. When you see, for those of our elders who need prescriptions, can't afford it, they have to see whether or not it's the prescriptions or the food they're going to invest their money in. I'm telling you. And the police shootings, Fatal police shootings, that means they shoot to kill. In 2021, set a record. The the data just came out. Since they start tracking in 2015, last year there were 1,055 fatal police shootings. All of these things are disasters, brothers and sisters. What's we going to do? I'm telling you. You better tune in to the uh, the best knower amongst us, February 27th, NOI.org live streaming. You talk about disaster awareness for community preparedness, and we told you from the beginning we need you to survive. This is not personality worship. This is practical steps for self-care. Brother Rudolph.
4: Yes, sir, brother Yusuf. Man, man, you 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 just created a tsunami right there, brother. It's just so <laughs> it's just so many levels to the waves that are just overflowing the shores of a person's mind right now. It's like the sands of their minds are being eroded by the water that you just caused to just come rushing down on their beachfront. If they but knew, they would bunker down and stand by for heavy rolls because the storm has just begun. But it's okay. It's okay. Because you can weather the storm if you just get your witches up. But what makes the storm worse is when you didn't do your proper prior planning, to prevent poor performance,
0: mm-hmm.
4: when you did not do that, then, yeah, it's woe is me. And so you, now you go to pick up the phone to call 911, and there's no dial phone. Uh, you mm-hmm. grab your cell phone to try and call for help, and you ain't got no signal. So now you in it all alone. But you're not all alone. Because the God that was with you when you were in the womb is with you, if you but knew. You know, we as human beings get overwhelmed at times with things, problems, issues, circumstances, and we feel that things are hopeless. But if we could just stop for a minute and reflect, on the initial journey from the testicles of our father through the vaginal tract of our mother to where the egg was fertilized and then the gestational period of that egg in the womb of our mother Until it came to birth. Well, throughout that entire trip, we went up against insurmountable odds to come to birth. And because the baby came out and came out alive, we don't realize that we overcame all of those trials from the first part. So now the second part, the baby is growing now in society, in the world, and it's being besieged upon by everything that's out here. But you already fought that battle once and you won it because over a million sperm cells were emitted. And it only took one to fertilize the egg, and it was you. And so you overcame a million to one odds in the beginning. So how can you throw your hands up now and say that you can't deal with it or you you can't, it's because you're not focused on the health that is already here. You're not focused on the one who carried you all through that time. You're not focused on the one who delivered you from your first trial. You're not focusing on the right thing because society has thrown so many distractions at you. See, it's one thing to throw distractions at a person and they just bob and weave and duck and dodge and jump. You you know, remember playing dodgeball back in elementary (laughs) school Brother Yusuf in the gymnasium? You know, you got the ball, and they're throwing the ball at you, and they're trying to psych you out and fake you out, and they throw it, and you jump over it so it doesn't hit you, and you made that round and then the other side is throwing it and you duck and it goes over and they miss you again and you make that round, well, that's what it's like. You just got to keep your head on a swivel and you have to constantly keep moving because a rolling stone gathers no more. If you're sitting still, then you, uh, you, you, you're giving those things an opportunity to latch on or leech on And that's going to weigh you down. But if you keep moving, if you keep moving, then you make it harder for things to latch on to you. And so you're able to um, evade certain potentially hazardous situations. Well, uh, Brother Rudolph, what the heck are you talking about, man? You're talking all of this uh, uh, stuff, this stuff, man. Well, and you'll understand. The song said, "Brother Yusuf," the song in the church used to say, and we'll understand it better by and by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Morning. but you got to keep. You got to keep living, though. That's the key. You got to keep living. We only get this one life that we know of, that I know of, on this side. And you got to fight like heck to protect it. Because everybody is trying to take it from you. Everybody. So you have to protect yourself. And as Sister Larrae gave us some jewels last week, and Brother Yusuf reiterated them, she said the first thing you need to do is get a complete physical. Well, why are you getting a complete physical? Because you need to know where you are. It's like ground zero. It's like you're starting. Uh, it's like where you're starting from. It's the, it's the starting line of the race. So you know where you're starting at. You, you, Your cholesterol is elevated a little. Blood pressure is up a little. Your A1C is up a little. Um, your t- triglycerides are up a little. Your uh, um, blood volume is down a little. You're a little bit anemic. Um, your white blood count is a little low. You know, if you get that complete, Physical, with the the chemistry, the blood work done, then you know where all of your levels are, and you have the gauge of the ranges of where the test sh- results should be. Then you, once you get that, now you can sit down and plot out a plan, a course of action, on how to get those levels that are too low up, how to bring those levels that are are kind of elevated, bring them down into a normal range, and then how to maintain from right there. And, of course, yes, the book How to Eat to Live, How to Eat to Live, there's no doubt about it. It is the Bible for proper, the Bible for how to keep the body in homeostasis or proper balance. But because you're out of balance for so long before you pick that book up, it's going to take you a minute to get it to the point where you can get in balance. So you do have to start, and you have to start right where you are. You going to have to do no planning to start. You going to have to wait until the 15th of the month to start. You going to have to wait till New Year's and make a false live resolution that you know you're not going to keep to start. Start now. Start where you are. And every day strive to do a little better than you did the day before and don't beat yourself up over what you Perceive is not Progress Because there'll be ebbs and and, and 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 Flows you know There'll be high tides and low tides There'll be days that you'll be on it It'll be popping And then there'll be days that it'll seem like You can't do nothing Get nothing right But the race isn't given To the swift or the strong But to he who endures to the end So just stay in the race Stay on the gridiron. Don't step out of bounds. Just stay on the field. And eventually, you'll get it. You'll get in the rhythm that you need to be in. But you got to start somewhere. So get that complete physical from your primary care physician. If you don't have a primary care physician, then you've got to find one. And I know for the millions of people without health care, That's a daunting task right there. Mm -hmm. But you can't use that as an excuse. You still have to start somewhere. So if you can't do nothing else, then find that book, How to Eat to Live, and start on page one. See, and this is like one of those self-help books from the guru. Yeah. Everybody want to, you know, Tap into somebody who can tell them something that can help them out. Well, this is really practical. Pick up the book and start from page one and follow the instructions. Don't try to interpret what you read. There's no need for interpretation. It's written in plain English. A five-year-old child, a person in the fourth grade, can read this and understand exactly what it is and do exactly as it says and then monitor your own progress in about 28 to 30 days. See where you started from and then 30 days later, see where you are. See how your body feels. Look at your skin. See how your skin looks. I'll I'll get a little more graphic as you follow it. Every time you go to the bathroom to eliminate, look in the toilet and look at what you're eliminating and see how it's changing over the time that you're following the how to eat to live. And it's all designed to strengthen, encourage, and get you going on the right path. And then once you're on it, stay on it. Don't allow yourself to be taken off track by anything. Yes, we know. The birthdays are coming up. And so, yeah, you got to have that cake and ice cream. You're going to have this. You're going to have that. Yep, 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 yep. But you don't have to. You don't have to. You choose to. Once you get yourself on track, you don't allow anything to derail your progress. But you got to start somewhere. So get that complete physical. Get your blood work. And then find someone that you can sit down with to go through line by line that blood work and find out what each of those tests mean, what part of the body they refer to, what system of the body they pertain to? What is that system of the body designed to do for you in your body? And you'll get a greater understanding of this miraculous machine that you have been blessed with by your creator that is self-corrected. It is uh, uh, um, you know One of those things that the systems are designed that if one system fails, the others will compensate, but compensation only lasts so long. You have to correct the problem so that no system is bearing more of a load than it's designed to bear. So if you have high blood pressure, your circulatory system, your respiratory system, your endocrine system. All of those systems are working overtime to try and uh, um, compensate for the fact that your pressure stays high. But if it stays high for so long, you're doing irreparable damage to the blood vessels. So you have to hurry up and get that pressure down so that you can save those blood vessels. But you will only know that if you get checked out and are made aware of that and then do something to correct the problem. And don't allow yourself to fool yourself and get into a false sense of security thinking that, oh, well, yeah, it's like that, but I feel fine. Uh, It's called the silent high blood pressure. Hypertension is called the silent killer for a reason. Because you feel fine right up until the time that you don't feel nothing else. That was a joke. That was a joke. Yeah. But (laughs) it's serious. (laughs) It's a serious joke. That's right. Yeah, because at the point that you die, you feel nothing else.
2: No coming back. Right.
4: Right. This is not like power, uh, you know or one of them shows on TV where you get shot this week's episode and two weeks later right. you back uh-uh, no 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 this ain't that this ain't that kind of program this is the all or nothing program here so you know I, again i say that just to say get that complete physical so you know where you're at and then start your course of action for healing or for restoration.
2: Um,
4: I think that means that we have someone on the line. Uh, Welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. To whom do we have the pleasure of speaking with and how May we be of service to you. Well, my name is
1: Bill. I'm from Alabama here, and I've been listening to you, and so has my people right here on the side of the mountain. And we love you, and we think you speak the truth to Jesus. And the truth to Jesus comes to you. a lot right here, down on the other side of the mountain. And I tell you what. Hallelujah, brother! Hallelujah! My dog, I believe I even got my dog come back. He just come out of open right now. But I tell you what, we got bigger problems than that. You were trying to talk about a little bit of them, right? You You trying to talk about it. So we got big problems. So people need to people need to understand
0: Jesus, and you
1: do it, you. Do it, you convey Jesus, you talk to Jesus, and then you give us the language that we understand right now, you do, it. so it's very valuable I want, all I want to do was thank you for that that's right there as I make my moonshine it don't it don't matter what Jesus thinks about moonshine that has nothing to do with it. but as as we do that right.
2: Well, brothers and sisters, it's um, 4.59 into uh, closing out the first hour of this program into the second hour, and we thank all of our listening audience for tuning in to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Um, I I will say this, uh, Brother Rudolph, as I was listening to the invaluable information you shared with us and our listening audience, and again, uh, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, feel free to call in uh, to our program to be a part of this conversation, and uh, whatever we can do to assist you, that's certainly what we're here for to serve you. five six three nine 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 three zero eight nine, and um, our engineers will bring you into the studio. But listening to you, Brother Rudolph, when you use the analogy of a football player, staying on the gridiron, stay in the course, if you will. You know, a football player wears wear certain equipment, from the helmet right. to the shoulder pad. I mean, you name a physical part of your body, the, right on down to the elbow pads, the hip pads, the rib pads, the thigh pads, the, thigh pads, the knee pads and proper footwear, that's personal protective equipment, and that's critically important. You know, being in the fire service for over 30 years, that's where I learned what PPE stood for, personal protective equipment, the helmet, the turnout coat, the boots, the particular equipment, the gloves. And then when the pandemic struck, March of 2020, COVID-19 was considered a pandemic, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said it was a pestilence from heaven. Again, we heard PPE, put on your personal protective equipment, and we say remember the three W's, wear your mask watch your distancing, and wash your hands. The three W's for the three Vs: the virus, the variants, and the vaccines. It hasn't changed. Put on your personal protective equipment. I don't know who the caller was, and I, I, I'm sure he was trying to make mockery and try to interrupt us from the serious work that we're doing. But we are doing it by God's permission.
4: That's right. So we
2: also say to you, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, put on your spiritual PPE. Right. You heard it said in the church, "Your, your, your uh, gird up your loins and put on the whole armor of God that right. you might protect yourself from the wiles and the cunningness of Satan, I think that's in the sixth chapter of the book of Ephesians. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, and your shoes, right? Girded up, shod it, your shoes, protected with the gospel. This is your spiritual PPE. And you said, well, all right, Brother Youssef, why, why, why? When you talk about disaster awareness for community preparedness, it connects to what Brother Rudolph said earlier, to pray first and then get up and do something about it. That's so it's right. like this. Why? Because we war not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities against the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. So the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan would ask us the question, who is the king in your dome on the throne? If we're not tuning in to the God and how he orders our steps to make firm our feet, then, you know, all these practical steps, you're not really going to take heed to it. But anyway, it won't stop us from giving it to you. So let's go through a few COVID-19 practical steps for self-care. What you can do to protect yourself. We first can tell you you can go to NOI.org forward slash C19 to learn more about it. You could go to uh Critical Care Alliance forward slash COVID-19 critical care. and learn more about the antiviral and antiseptics prevention and treatments like ivermectin, like black cumin seed, like antiseptic gargle mouthwash. Then you want to consider immune boosters, good nutrition, as was mentioned by Brother Rudolph, the sun, as I mentioned earlier, getting your vitamin D up, fresh air, as Sister LeRae mentioned last week, and exercise, vitamin D, vitamin C, quercetin, and zinc. These are just some of the things we offer here on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, but your best defense against COVID-19 is your God-given immune system. That's why we recommend How to Eat to Live, books one and books two, and you can go to finalcallstore.noi.org. And to quote the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, he said, and I quote, if we eat the proper food and eat at the proper time, the food will keep us living. A long, long time. So, again, this is solution-based programs. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, feel free to come into the studio to engage. But when you talk about food, we want to give a shout-out also to our dear brother, originally Mokmin Mohammed, who was over Mohammed Farms down in Brownwood, Georgia. You also can go to N O I, M. OA for Ministry of Agriculture, N-O-I-M-O-A dot org to learn more about the Muhammad Farms update. You know, coming up in April, inshallah, the crops will be broccoli, cabbage, sweet peas, spinach. These are just some things consider not to mention the articles that he and others have written in the Final Call newspaper as a result, uh, or, or relates to, pardon me, the COVID-19 and the U.S. policy on the population. Shout out to the research team. Dr. Ridgely's article this week, dated February 15th, the COVID-19 vaccines and pandemic policies. Hidden plan of genocide comes to light. And the research group also wrote an article called Pandemic Policies Designed to Destroy Our Health Are Far More Deadly Than the COVID-19. And you say, what? Brother Youssef, what? Brother Rudolph, we don't hear this on mainstream media. Well, That's why we recommend you tune in to not only the Final Call or the digital Final Call or the Final Call Radio, because we never want you to be able to come back to us and say to us, well, Brother Rudolph, Brother Youssef, how come you didn't tell us this? No, we're telling you. The choice is yours. You can accept it or leave it alone, or if I can end with a basketball analogy, The ball is now in your hands. You can either dribble, pass, or shoot, but you're going to have to do something, brothers and sisters, in order to prepare yourself, family, and the overall well-being of your community. You're going to have to do something. Or, as Brother Rudolph said, even though all of us are going to have that final uh, rendezvous with destiny, the objective is to live. The objective is to breathe as long as you can. Build up your immune system. Gird up your loins. I know you think it's a conspiracy to shorten your life. Well, just wake up, brothers and sisters, wake up. It reminds me of uh, Brother Rudolph in the movie School Days and where Lawrence Fishburne ran out to the bell in the middle of the cabin. Mm -hmm. The floor is now yours, sir. Wake up, wake up!
4: I don't know if it's life imitating art or art imitating life, brother Yusuf. I don't know, but man, since you start talking about that, man, there are so many different um, movies that are out that you can watch at this time to see some of what's going on, you know. Man, my God. So, yeah, you got school days, all right? But then you have Denzel Washington in The Siege. Yeah, you got to look at that one. And now, don't just look at it for the cinematography. Look at the message that he sent in. Uh, Yeah, so um, at what point do they get to the point that they start creating concentration camps for... Non-vaccinated people to be in because the non-vaccinated people are the problem in society. That's what they're saying now. They're saying that it's because the people didn't get the jab that they. Uh, uh, and you know, black people, we gotta rename everything. So, see, Washington D.C. called it the Omicron. We gonna change it in the hood to Omarion. You know, so O'Marion
0: is running rampant in the neighborhood. Because O'Marion
4: didn't get the jab. So if we curtail everybody in the hood, then we can stop Omarion. But now there are reports of a new variant that's out there wreaking havoc in Europe and on its way to a state near you. And this one, they say, is uh, um um Almost like it's choosing those who are vaccinated. So this was in the article that I read um, uh, two days ago. That this new uh, variant that that they're tracking, it seems to be uh, particularly hitting people who have had the jab. Oh my God! What are they going to do now? So are they going to have to get a booster for the booster for the booster for the jab? I I don't know, brother. I don't know. I I, I really don't. But, you know, I'll get off of that one, and let's go back to something very practical that people can do. Ask yourself a question and have this conversation with your family. Do you have insurance? Do you have burial insurance? When you die, how will, I mean, you don't care because you'll be dead and gone. If you say that you love your loved ones, you love your family, how will they deal with your passing? Will the children be able to put their parents in the ground? Will they have to have, you know, we used to have rent parties, Brother Yusuf. You know, to yes, raise sir. the risk. yeah, will they have to have burial parties to get up enough money to bury their loved one? Will that become, you know, a reality? Is it a reality now for some people? Policies out here that are just end-of-life policies, just burial policies, designed, you're not going to come up now. Or, 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 or the death of uncle or, or auntie or mommy or daddy. You know, you ain't getting no bins out of it. You ain't buying no 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 Lexus out, out of it once they're gone. But at least you'll be able to put them in the ground in a respectable fashion and right. you won't have stress of worrying about not being able to bury your parents or your uncle or your loved one or, or whomever it may be, even your children. Yeah, so think about that, family. Look into it. Get one of those end-of-life policies. You know, think about where you live at and see what the average cost of a funeral is and get a policy to cover that so when that time comes, you can do right by yourself so that you don't have that added guilt on you of not being able to bury your loved one, so I just figured I'd throw that one out there, you know, because no, it, it's a reality. Bro. Yes, sir. It's a yes, reality. Indeed. Some of the best fights that I've seen, brother, have been in that planning room in the funeral home. I've seen mothers go across the tables at children. I've seen children go across the tables at their parents all over whether they were going in the powder blue box with the cushy, plushy uh, blue pillows or whether it was going to be the white chiffon satin inner lining or the pink catheter. You know, uh, oh, yeah, man, they, 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 it gets like that in there. Temper's run high. Emotions run high. So prevent, get your will in order and make a will and have someone that you trust to speak on your behalf when you can no longer speak for yourself. That there's always going to be that one or two family members that want to take over and run everything because in their mind's eye, they're in charge. But that's why we need to put things in writing. Because if things are in writing and the proper planning has been done, that takes away from all the uh, supposition at the end. Everybody. It doesn't matter what you have or don't have. If you don't have anything to leave, then take that in there. I don't have nothing to leave, but you can have my white shirt, you can have my shoes, you can have my socks, or this one can't have them, whatever it may be. But get your house in order, so you don't cause chaos in your family when you finally go. And there ain't no telling who's going first. So they don't don't think that oh, well, I got time. I'm gonna wait because so and so gonna go before me. You never know. So husbands and wives need to talk. And then, for those who have splendid families. You really need to talk there because, you know, your fathers are married to new wives, children by someone else. So those children, they feel like they're being left out at the end. And that will cause a ripple in the water. So you need to talk to your children, fathers, mothers. You need to talk to your family, and then for those of us in the nation, we need to talk to our families that are not in the nation to let them know. Because just me personally, and it's just Brother Rudolph talking. So let me put the disclaimer here: statements made by Brother Rudolph are not attributed to the Black Hole Radio family, Blog Talk Radio nor anyone else on the line. They are simply the statements of Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad. There, that's the disclaimer. When I die, I don't want that old long-drawn-out Christian funeral. I don't want it. Don't lay me around changing my clothes three or four times for three or four days for people to come from all over to say, no, get my butt in the ground as fast as possible wherever the in comes from me, wherever we, don't worry about flying my body back nowhere. Put my butt in the ground. But see, mine is already in writing. So I'm practicing what I preach. Mm-hmm. If I'm traveling at the time that it happens, then they know. And that's where the end comes for me? Well, put me in the ground right there. Because the ground will accept me no matter where you put me. So that's I'm not right. worried about you. So, so, you know, I just figured I'd just throw that out there, Brother Yusuf. You know, and then uh, personal. This is a, pers- this is a personal uh, uh, um, thing. So my mother, 90 years old had some health challenges, so now she's in a facility. She was COVID positive. Well, she didn't start COVID positive, but through her stay in the facility, they contacted us to let us know. Now she's COVID positive, okay? And, of course, you know, certain family members, they want to be Mike Wallace, and be the investigative reporter. Well, when did she become COVID positive? How long has she been in the None of that matters at this point. The fact is she's COVID positive now. That's what matters. Let's stay focused. Stay focused. Okay? So what's coming next? No, you do not have the right to intubate. No, you do not have the right to give her experimental drugs. No, you do not have the permission to do all the things that they want to do now because for each of those drugs that they want to administer, there's about a thousand to five thousand or ten thousand dollar price tag on it that the hospital and the doctors stand to make. Oh, yeah, family, y'all better listen carefully. This is a business. This COVID-19 thing is a business a multi-million dollar business when they put your family member on that ventilator that's all over ten thousand dollars for that facility when they put that covid 19 diagnosis on that death certificate that's a couple of a a couple of hundred thousand dollars for somebody yes Get to know, understand where we are, the time, and what must be done. This is a multimillion-dollar business for certain people. It ain't as as you think. It's not as cut and dry and as black and white as you think. And, and, and again, think about this, family. Everybody that's dying now ain't dying of COVID-19. Do you remember back in the early days of the HIV and AIDS era? Everybody that died died of HIV. Everybody that died died of AIDS. But AIDS and HIV, ain't never killed nobody. The cause of death is always cardiac arrest because the heart stops and they stop breathing and the heart is not restarted. But it's what caused the cardiac arrest. Was it the pneumocystic pneumonia that caused it? What was it? Was it the fact that the heart just shut down because uh, 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 it was overworked and it could not keep up the pace anymore? What was the reason that the heart attack happened? This is what you have to get to. So, yes, and even if you spend the money sometimes to do the independent autopsy, now you have to fight with the officials to get that diagnosis changed off of that death certificate. And they're going to fight you tooth and nail because if they change it, they know they stand to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. So just understand, I'm just putting it out there, family, and I'm using my personal family situation to put it out there to let you know. Now is not the time to be emotional when your loved one is in those facilities. Now is the time, as my father used to always say, to be pragmatic, be mm-hmm. practical. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to keep a level head. And, It's the time for the family to come together and to have a consensus on what is to be done. And everybody is never going to always agree. It's not. It's not going to happen. But that's why the family has to talk. And you can't leave anybody out because everybody's emotions, feelings, uh, and uh, 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 thoughts are valid at this point. So have those family meetings and have them regularly to keep everybody updated, to keep suspicions down, and to help keep from the finger pointing that normally goes on at this time. So I just wanted to just throw that out there, you know. Uh, again, using uh, personal experience to as an educational uh, uh, opportunity for the family. Get your affairs in order in your family. Get those wills done. Get those health care proxies done for people who know that they have various um, pre-existing conditions and are more susceptible than others. There should be a health care proxy. And it doesn't have health care proxy does not have to be your spouse. Your health care proxy does not have to be your net, uh, uh, next of kin. Your health care proxy is that one that you've talked to extensively and that your uh, uh, confidant will express what you want in the event you can't speak for yourself uh, medically what you want done to your body, for your body, and with your body at that point and healthcare proxies once you uh uh designate them it, you know you just have to know they can be changed at any time and again it does not have to be a family member does not have to be a spouse or a next of kin. it's just someone that you trust that's going to further your wishes at the time, you cannot speak for yourself. So get that health care proxy done. Get those living wills done. Get that will done for uh, – get that uh, uh, burial insurance uh, taken care of so that you will have things in order. Brother Yusuf.
2: Beautiful, Brother Rudolph, beautiful. Thank you for raising that because oftentimes, just like we say about preparing for disasters, This could be a disaster for family members who haven't uh, critically thought about and prepared for loved ones who have to make a transition. All of us have to go. And um, whether it's the health care proxies or the burial insurance or the wills, all of these are critical for us to consider. As Brother Rudolph was talking, I was doing my research, and I was asking myself, well, what is the average cost today of a funeral? And conservative numbers are anywhere between seven and $12,000. Uh, uh consist of the viewing, the burial, service fees, transport, the casket, depending on which one you pick. And, you know, there are other preparations included in the price depending on the funeral home you're dealing with, right? And then costs do not include a cemetery, a monument, a marker, if you want to have flowers. So just an average conservative price is anywhere between seven and $12,000. And, of course, it depends on where in America you live you know the the cost of uh, what it costs to bury a person in Mississippi may not be the same cost uh, that that it is. In fact, I can almost guarantee you it's not the same cost of burying somebody say in Westchester, New York. the The, the cost of living is just totally different. So even if the funeral cost is seven thousand dollars, all the other uh, amenities and, and whatnot, can cost you as much as $18,000. So it's critically important to consider that, which Brother Rudolph talked about relative to health care proxy, uh, wills, um, and, and having an executor who's going to carry out your desire that you have in writing. And, Brother Rudolph, you know, <laughs> The old school rent parties have now become, unfortunately, a lot of people are using PayPal as fundraisers to try to get money to bury their loved ones if they don't have uh, these policies that you were recommending. So, brothers and sisters, we're at 5.30 p.m. entering our last half hour of this week's program. We pray that uh, you are enjoying what we're offering you you know we gave uh, solutions to many different levels of what we're going through and we gave the update of the landscape relative to what's going on nationally and you know we don't live in a bubble even though this this society wants you to think that if uh uh You live in America, America is the world. No, not at all. America is not the world. We don't live in a bubble. There are things going on all around the world. And so I believe we have our dear brother, Brother Forrest, who's working as our engineer of Black Hole Radio uh, this evening. And um, I believe he wants to say something, to share something relative to the subject at hand. Brother Far? Yes, sir. Thank you, Brother Brother Youssef. I appreciate it, Brother. Uh, as always, Brother, this show is highly informative. I want to thank the trolls who interfere with, try to interfere with the show today because it lets us know that Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness is doing a fantastic job of informing our community, and it's hurting the devil, and the devil can't sit still. Now, I want to talk about a couple of things about those final rights, if you are the person left behind to bury somebody in your family and they have insurance, never, ever, ever, ever give the insurance policy to the undertaker. The undertaker is going to figure out a way to spend every penny of them. Okay? It's, that's, that's what they do. You have a $12,000 policy, guarantee that feeling is going to be 12500 You got a $100,000 policy, policy, that feeling is going to be 100000 $500 funeral, don't give your policy to the, to the undertaker. They don't need to know how much was left behind. You just have to figure out what you want to do with your family members who are left behind how you want to spend the money on the funeral. And those of us who know we're going to die, like Brother Rudolph said, we, got, we have to let our family members know our last uh, wishes. And also are, there, are, are our last wishes in line with our financial um, reality? I want to say something, though, that I'm experiencing as a as Brother Rudolph shared his personal experience. Uh, brothers and sisters, I'm talking to the parents. Those of us who are older and we have children and nieces and grandchildren, if you have risks in the family or things that happen that you need to apologize for, apologize for them. Fix those risks before you die. Don't let those risks, because those risks are what, are what really cause uh, turmoil upon your death. So fix those problems. It's not hard to fix. It's not, it's not hard to apologize. But as parents, we're never 100% correct. Am I right, brothers? I mean, I've, I've, I've been doing it for a little while. I've never been 100% correct you. dealing with my children. You know. <laughs> so apologize. Bring the family together. Have a family meeting. If you got, if you got some turmoil going on in your family, have that meeting because it's going to come out at the funeral or before the funeral, Man. behind the scenes, right. people right. Are arguing. It's going it's, it's to come out. So, man, so man. how hard... Huh? I said, man, you're Mr. right,
4: brother. You're so right.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, I mean, and there's a lot of other things, brothers and sisters. You can buy your coffin, and you can buy your grave site in advance. And brother, you is a 1,000% correct. It is different in every marketplace. To open up a grave in New York City is over $7,000. But if you go outside the city... If you're willing to travel, it's fifteen hundred dollars to open up the grave. That's to open up the grave. That's not to buy the plot. It's very expensive in different marketplaces, you know. And uh, you know we we have a we have this um, bad habit when we give the money to the undertaker. They know they're trained to know that you're emotional, and they're gonna get oh you got to put them in the gold platinum uh, double sealed <laughs> coffin that that won't. Uh, the body's going to last for 100 years. Why do you care if my body lasts for 100 years? Nobody's going to open it up and look at me and say, oh, Brother Forrest still look like the day he died. No. So, brother, get, get something that's reasonable, something that's peaceful, but don't spend crazy money put in the ground when that money can go to send one of your grandchildren or great-grandchildren to college or help your family start a business or something. Just be, and Brother Rudolph said, be pragmatic. Don't be emotional. But that's why you have to sit down and talk about these things now, and we are in the season of death. I've never seen so much death in my 61 years of living all at one time. Like, you know, so many people. We, we've gone to the cemetery in the last two years at least 60 times in New York City. That's minimal, you know. And I'm not talking about just a, uh, our immediate family. I'm talking about extended family also. So I wanted to add those points, brothers. Thank you all for letting me come on you know and uh you keep doing that beautiful job that you're doing brother oh no
4: sir yes yeah, yeah, sir brother farce hold on don't go away yet yes yeah, sir no you know uh, stay on so we can talk about this last part you know these family secrets man oh man you know and, and we joke we joke a lot and say you know black family secrets but every family has secrets that That's a right. um that and like you said No matter what you try to do, the truth comes out eventually, especially usually at the end. It's always, you know, it it, it never comes out right because whoever brings out the information, they're bringing it out for a reason, and it's generally not a good reason. They're bringing it out to try and hurt someone or to gain an advantage over somebody else. And so it's always best to uh, sit down. And no matter how hurtful and painful the secret may be, you know, again, no lie lives forever. So the truth is going to come out. But at least if you tell it, you can control how it comes out. So, Let's get these family secrets out of there because you know one of the worst things is you're at the funeral and everything is going and then all of a sudden here comes this person popping up. Well, that was my daddy too, and he 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 had and, and that was that was my husband. or that was my wife, and we were together for fifteen years, and you know all of this nonsense that usually comes out at the end. So, you know, I, I just wanted to bring that part out there. And I'm quite sure y'all have stories about that too, brother.
2: Well, brother, you know, I just found out today that I have a, my mother has a brother that I did not know about. I have an uncle that's been, you know, sitting around in the in the shadows because my grandfather uh, went uh, elsewhere for comfort.
0: You know,
2: that's the best way I can say it. And he should have told the story himself, and that should have been R and out. But this is, the, this is the dangerous part that we run, brother, when we do stuff like this. There's a natural attraction between kinship. Like you, you, you don't know this. You might be kin to somebody. You meet them. They're not fam- you don't know they're their family, and you have a natural attraction. And you don't. That natural attraction can be mistaken as love on a physical level. And then here starts the Greek tragedy. You know, we we have to mend our families. We know we come from complicated situations. We know that uh, our families are not always uh, uh, conform perfectly. But those of us who have secrets, like brother, what I'll say, tell it. And then, but more importantly, brother, it's apologies for the things that that we hurt people. Just get it over with. We've hurt people. We know the the damage that we did. We've done things that we not, didn't mean to do, or it happened, and let's. It's not hard to sit down and say, "I apologize. I apologize for the pain I caused. I apologize for doing this before it's too late, before it becomes a nasty event at, at the funeral, or before the funeral, or after the funeral at the repast. People got their shoes off and, and then took their earrings off, about to go to fight. <laughs> you know, it's, I've seen it, and then, you know, I'm, I'm about to do it this week with some some of my family members. I think not that I'm <laughs> going to fight, but I think." <laughs> I'm not going to fight, but I know already this already uh, – my aunt made transition, and there's already war started. They didn't took him the to social media. Come on. <laughs> you know, and, you know I, I'm not going to say their names because I love them, and I'm, I'm ashamed of them right now. But, you know, we got to clean cool. this stuff up in our face. No, it's not the Hatfields and McCoys. It's the Hatfields and the Hatfields, brother. (laughs) The Hatfields Hatfields and McCoys, we can understand. It's the Hatfields versus the Hatfields, you know. Right, right. No, that's right, exact, brothers. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna share a few experiences that that uh, directly, indirectly, personal, right, about what you said, brother Forrest of. uh, you know, natural attraction of family members unknowingly. Um, you know, the enslavement process was a hell of an experience. And yes, experiment, An experiment. And so I had a niece recently meet a brother on social media. They had various conversations over the phone until they got to the conversation of where their people were from. And I'm talking about a a, a most rural area in Virginia. Even in 2022, they still only had one traffic light in this area. And both of them (laughs) recognized in each other, what? You got people lived in? And then they come to find out they cousins. But prior to that conversation coming up, you know they were naturally attracted, right? As you said, right and exact yes, sir. experience, right? In terms of finding out at funerals, other family members popping up, unbeknownst to the family who may have been responsible for officiating the service and who they considered family. Brother, you know we FOI, brother. I got caught doing security because it almost went to blows. And I I knew both people, you see? And so this is right. real. This is not just some hypothetical. we talking, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. And lastly, I'll never forget Caucasian colleague of mine in the fire department <laughs> used to always identify himself as a mutt because again in the fire service you got people who say with pride I'm Irish say with pride I'm Italian say with pride I'm German and of course we as black people not knowing our roots we just have the melanin the melanin we have the obvious credentials, right? But he he was a Caucasian and he considered himself He called himself a mutt because he didn't know his lineage. He said he was one of two uh, males in his family. He said to me his brother was a card-carrying member of the Ku Klux Klan, but, you know, he believed in, uh, you know, uh, man's humanity to man, judging each other by the content of your character and not the, you know, color of your skin. And being a firefighter, we know fire doesn't discriminate. So when it's time to rumble, it's time to rumble. I yeah. don't care if you're black, white, or what your ethnicity is.
1: Right. So anyway, out. he had a great
2: aunt. He had a great aunt who was on what we consider her deathbed, and she wanted to make a deathbed confession. So she asked him and all the cousins to come around the bed. She had to get it all, only to let. Him, though, and his brothers, his sibling, and his cousins, your great-grandmother was a black woman. <laughs> wow. And it messed him up. It really messed him up. And he came to the firehouse and told us the story. And the other Caucasians used to say, look, if you want mercy, don't come to the firehouse. Go to church. Because, you know, brothers are cool. They didn't give a damn about him being shook up because he found out he had black in his blood, you know. Not to mention all of them really do have black in their blood because we're the original man and woman, right? But, you know, just on that note, you just never know until it's a deathbed confession or at the funeral or you have a conversation. And, you know, my wife... Bless her heart. She's been responsible for her side of the family, for the most part, coordinating family reunions. And she did it because she used to always say, you know, the younger generation, they don't know who their cousins are. And sure enough, when my niece talked to another cousin just not too long ago, they found out that their roots are the same, right? right? And so you just never know. Let's settle our differences, which is critically important. And I believe Brother Forrest is trying to emphasize and Brother Rudolph, and I'm bearing witness to it. Let's settle our differences. Let's tell the truth one to another because we don't want to get to this uh, level of our lives and and, and and not have peace and harmony. You know, let's, let's, let's man up. Let's woman up and do what we got to do. Point out the wrongs, acknowledge them, confess, repent, atone, forgive, reconcile, then we come into the oneness of Almighty God, Allah, and ourselves. So thank you, Brother Fars, for bringing that up. Critically important. Thank you, Brother Rudolph, for bringing that up. Critically important. As we're at 5.45 p.m., moving into our last 15 minutes of this week's program of disaster awareness, community preparedness. Before Brother Rudolph brought up this most critical point of considering the will, considering uh, last rights and whatnot. I was talking about America being in a bubble, and we think we're in a bubble, but don't think we're not connected to the rest of the planet. 196,940,000 square miles of it. And so if you... Listening to the news, and most mainstream media is not telling you about it, but you know, all over the planet, you got civil war in certain countries. I'll just say Yemen. You got people rumbling over quote-unquote parliamentary elections. I'll just say Somalia. You got media persons being murdered. I'll just say in Mexico. You got land rights, people rumbling over their land rights in Costa Rica and Guatemala. You got workers' rights. Don't forget Haiti. Our brothers and sisters in Haiti, boy, they're living in a situation that's really very difficult to explain. As they used to say in relationships recently, it's complicated. What about the people who are seeking asylum in all of these countries where they're having these wars or famine, you know, asylum seekers, if you will. These are all international. And don't forget the CIA just got brought up on charge. The CIA got brought up on charges. How How's that happen, right? For their foreign intelligence surveillance, what they call the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act collection, and brother Rudolph talked about the movie, the siege, and it's whether it's international surveillance or national surveillance. Man, I wish I had a a, a, a DJ with me. I tell I'd request I'd request. Um, Jill Scott got a song out called "Watching You, Watching Me, Watching You, Watching Me." <laughs> yes, sir. So I just wanted to share that because you know the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said when we look at the disasters, the calamities, the chaos that's happening internationally, these are just signs of what's going to come to America, right? Yeah, as we speak. And case in point is that 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 whoever that was that called in, brother Fox, we we given the information. They can't keep still when the truth. We hurl the truth and falsehood till it knocks out his brains, and that was the manifestation of it. So I just wanted to share that. The mic is yours, Brother Rudolph. I said enough, sir. <laughs>
4: um, Brother Houston, um, dear Pastor of Disaster, uh, as you were saying that, it brought me back to a story from the Bible, um, when Jesus was casting out the devils in someone and said that they came out screaming, why are you casting us out before time, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, you know, as we give this information, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're hurling truth at falsehood until we knock out its brains. And as we're throwing this inf- this blanket of information out, It's hitting some people, and, yeah, it's forcing people to respond one way or another. So please be to Allah, you know.
2: That's right. They can't help themselves.
4: Yes, yes. And I pray that Allah will continue to utilize me in whatever way he sees fit. But, you know, if I have some say-so in it, I want to be one of them havoc-making agents here. Yeah, that's me. I want to put these guys to good use.
2: (laughs) That's it. Praise be to Allah. Praise be to Allah.
0: You know, that that
2: reminds me of uh, scripture in the Quran where Allah tells uh, 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 Iblis, the devil, to bow down to the angel. And he said, nah, I'm not bowed down. I'm better. I made of fire, and Adams made of dust or uh mud, miry clay. <laughs> God said, Well, look, they asked well would you would you create somebody who's gonna call mischief and shedding of blood? God said, well look, I, I know what you know not, you know what I mean and, and the devil fight me till the day when they are raised, and so this respite is over. God is raising certain people to tell the truth. Brother Rudolph's one of them. Brother Forrest is one of them. I'm just on the team. So if I got teammates like them, what you think I'm gonna do? They make a weak believer strong, like myself. We hey, look, that's all we got. When you talk about media personalities being murdered in Mexico, right? Fighting what they believe. You know, I I, I made it. I made it immediate. You know, we're out there with the final call to our people. That's media. Right. You, know, sure. you can use. And we know we're in the community, and some of us love us, but too many of us don't. And the open enemy. But, look, if we're like we talked about just now, our eventual rendezvous with destiny, Right. Then so be it. So be it. We wanna be counted as as one of the saints that go marching in. There you go. The hundred and forty four thousand. Well we break prophecy. It's gonna be more than that, but at least we just striving, you know, knowing we fall short. But so be it. To tell the truth, I like sleeping at night. My family tell you <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta you gotta hurl truth and falsehood to a knocks out his brain. So that's why we eternally grateful. For all those on the line who listen to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, whether you're listening live or whether you're tuning into the archives, we appreciate you for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence. We try to encourage you every week. to Call in. Let's have some dialogue. What's going on where you are? What are the solutions to the issues where you are? You could probably help us in our listening audience, but until you call in, we're going to give you what God gave us to give us so that we can, Lord willing, get through next week. But if it is no next week, you won't be able to come back and say to us, how come Brother Fars, Brother Rudolph, and Brother Youssef didn't say, thus saith the Lord? No, it gives us great pleasure to say it. But anyway, <laughs> I'll fall back, Brother Rudolph, as we are in our last seven minutes of this week's program and let you – well, no, 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 no. i got to say one more thing. i got to say one more thing. Sister Leray last week when I gave the update of the landscape relative to the news, she said, "But what about the war? And she had mentioned it earlier. Well, there is no war, but she saw it. And it it was as if she said last week, what's in the news right here today, relative to Russia, Ukraine, the standoff overshadows the United States talks in the Pacific about China. Right. Well, it's written right now that Putin is urging Americans to leave the country, I believe, of Ukraine in the next 24 the 48 hours. Now that's what's written. But uh we gotta use our time wisely. We didn't wanna get off the air without letting you know what's happening. Just remember the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is right. What's happening internationally eventually is what well, is happening as we speak, impacting what's going on here in the United States of America, what's going on right where you live, right where you work. And uh, we we didn't want to get out of here without sharing that information with you, do with it what you may, but it's about turning what you hear, what you know, into practical application and daily implementation. Disaster awareness for community uh, preparedness. Make a plan. I'm telling you, and reassess your plan and your survival kit because you're going to need it. Brother Rudolph,
4: yes, sir, yes, sir. You know, as you were uh, just talking about that, uh, it just popped into my head one of my one of my favorite verses from the Holy Quran. You know, it, it, you know, paraphrasing, of course, because you know I'm not the um, uh, uh, the theological student, so I'm not claiming to know no verse and paragraph and I just know that I've read it in one of these uh, 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 um, times of me reading the Quran during Ramadan. I, I've read this verse, and it says, hey, had we not raised men to repel men, the earth would have been overrun with wickedness. Yes, yeah. I love that
1: ayat in the Quran.
4: And I want to be one of them men that was raised to repel another. That's my prayer. Yeah, that's it, you know. In, In the church, they used to say, you know, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord, you know. Yeah, a doorkeeper, right, An usher. That's that one that's guarding the door to control who's coming in. You may not understand the position of a doorkeeper, but... It's a very significant position. Well, as one who is raised to repel something else, yes, that's a very significant job. And that's what I, uh, if I had my choice in the matter, would want to be. Praise be to Allah. So however it comes, it comes. But, you know, let me just throw this out there um, to all that are listening. Look, with our young folk that's out there, Young folk. I'm 59 right now today, so I can say young folk. And that's anybody that's 58 and under. They're young folk to me. Well, I've been waiting for years to be able to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to our young, our young folk that's out there, man, our youth, man, we need to get them um, because, you know, they're fearless to start with, and they're ready to fight. They just have to be taught how to win. See, it's like, like that scene from uh, uh, Django where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is talking to He said, oh, you can fight. You may not win, but you can still fight. Yeah, well, see, we don't just want our children out there just fighting just to be fighting. No, we want you to know how to win the fight. And so in order to win a fight, there are certain things that you're certain, there's a certain body of knowledge you have to have. And so we need to get them these publications, so they can infuse their mind with the words and the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, so they'll be imbued with truth, so they'll know how to make and when to make those kill shots. So they need a message to the Black man. They need our Savior has arrived. They need The Fall of America, How to Eat to Live, Book 1 and Book 2, and uh, uh, um, A Torchlight for America. They need those books in order to get that information in them so they can understand where they are in, not in history, in prophecy in this day and time that we're living in. Because we're not talking about history now. We're talking about what's going on right now and what is still yet to come. And they are written into this thing. It's interwoven into them and them into us. That's why it says young men for war, older Mm -hmm. men for capital. And so we have to count to them because they go into war one way or another. And whether the war Mm -hmm. is going to be with each other, or with their open enemy, but they are born for war. So we just have to help direct them and help them to um learn how to win in the fight. So I just wanted to just get that out there and throw that out there. So we can go, you know, yeah, everybody can go to uh final call bookstore and order one of those books and send it to somebody that you know is struggling one of these youth that are out here that are struggling right now with trying to understand where they fit in to what's going on because they they know that they stick out like a sore thumb with a lot of the groups that they're with and they're trying to figure out why don't they fit in Why are they like a square peg in a round hole? Because you've been designed by your creator for something else, but you're trying to fit yourself in somewhere that you are not supposed to be. But we need to give them the information they need so they can understand it. So I just wanted to throw that out there to everyone. And in closing, let me say this, and then I'll turn it back over to Brother Eustace, because I I was joking with Brother Forrest. We all used to play basketball together. And, you know, I was always six man off the bench, but they put me in to start today. So as we were doing the countdown, <laughs> Brother Farr kept telling me, Brother, your mic is open. They can hear you. They can hear you. And I was like, that's okay. Then they need to hear me. I'm, I'm snatching off my sweat. I'm pulling the tongue up in my shoes. They already tied up. I'm ready to go in. Put me in, Coach. Well, that's where we are now. Is, I don't need no warm-up time, none of us. We don't need no more warm-up time. All the warm-up and practice is over. This is game day. It's game on everywhere you are. Game on. Remember that. Keep your eyes and ears tuned. Pay attention when you are out in these streets. Because there's so much stuff happening, take the earbuds out right of your ears. Stop being distracted as you're walking through the streets. They're snatching our young women and young men off the streets, and they're disappearing right in front of our eyes, and we're doing nothing about it. But that's because we're being lulled to sleep by distractions, and we're not paying attention to the re- and what must be done. alaykum.
2: Oh, Alaikum Salaam, Brother Rudolph. Thank you, brother. I'll just say we need to uh, maybe even do a show with our young people on youth preparedness, get a crew together to rep their community, rep our community, to learn and grow, to create change now. Maybe a youth preparedness council, if you will, on a local level, a regional level, and a national level. So We thank all of you, our listening audience, for tuning in this week, as you do and have done in the past. Welcome again to our first-time listeners, and even with these few words shared by me and we, I guess it's still the way it used to be. The strength of a nation is its family, and real freedom is responsibility, the ability to respond legitimately by any means necessary. We look forward to Seeing you next week, Lord willing, same time, same station. Thank you for tuning in to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness.
1: is necessary boy where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details